welcome to the YouthCast Voices third podcast. We are a group of students who make podcasts exploring youth-related issues, such as social stigmas, mental health, and struggles of student life during the pandemic. I'm Eloise. I'm Alina. And I'm Sophie. This week's topic is youth movements around the world regarding human rights. So the first topic, I'll be, starting with, I'll be introducing the first topic, is the uh, Tiananmen Square protest. It's a student-led demonstration done for the rights of free speech, free rights, and democracy. They wanted to overthrow the Chinese government, communism, and have a more free life. Um, so the massacre actually took place in Beijing on the 4th and 5th of June in 1989, but the protest actually started uh, the same year, April 15th. So the Chinese government enacted the martial law, which is a temporary suspension of civil law using direct military on the call of the government. Oftentimes, as an emergency protocol, where civil forces are in a constricting circumstance, this resulted in a massacre of 800 to 4,000 people. Now it's called the Tiananmen Square Massacre. There's also this unidentified man, also known as the Tank Man, who stood in front of a line of tanks to obstruct their path to kill his people. Unfortunately, it was not successful, but it was, it was shot worldwide where international viewers learned about this protest. It is one of China's most iconic pictures, and its roots are deeply vague in censorship and China's history. So, um, what are you guys' opinion on this? Um, I'm not sure. I've never really done a lot of research on political issues, but I feel like it has a lot of importance in a lot of different countries, maybe not in Canada, because we have a pretty stable government here. But I could see how it could be a problem in other, um, maybe not necessarily third world, but uh, countries that are in an unstable polit- political state, like China, um, like you said. Um, what do you What do you guys think? So, I think that what the unidentified man did was really like courageous, especially during the time 1989. It wasn't easy to go against like a government, and like um, I think that what the students did was. Just, although it didn't work out, it was still a big step for them, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I go ahead. No, I was just agreeing with Alina. Um, I think it took a lot of perseverance and um, obviously bravery for um, youth and students, especially, um, to fight for that cause. Yeah, yeah. Um. I also think that also because they're in a uh, communism sort of government where they could be killed for just saying a bad word about the government, which is like kind of a scary place to live in since we live in a democracy like Canada. We don't have to worry about like saying the wrong thing or doing something at the wrong time um, towards the government. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, So... I have a, a different topic that's related to youth um, activism and movements. So um, it's an event that's more recent, so in our time. Um, so I just want to talk about or touch upon the Black Lives Matter movements and the youth protests that have been happening, um, I think, in the past year and this year as well. So the Black Lives Matter youth movement, um, it can actually be traced back to 2013 after the acquittal of George Zimmerman who uh, shot and killed Trayvon Martin, Florida. So after that time, 
And since then, countless young people of color across the U.S. and Canada held protests following George Floyd's death. And they organized marches, vigils, sit-ins, and occupation of government property, even at great personal risk. So a few examples of the BLM youth movement. Um, so a few organizations that are involved in this movement. So the first one could be Freedom March NYC. And this is a protest group organized by two Black Columbia University alumni who are Chelsea Miller and Niela Adari. And these two students actually helped to lead nonviolent protests in New York City. And they helped to protest and advocate for policy reform uh, leading up to the 2020 presidential election and the 2021 a New York City mayoral race. So this organization actually mobilized to become a youth-led civil rights organization for our generation. And another uh, organization under this movement um, that have greatly contributed to the cause is called Raising Justice. So this organization is a youth-founded, youth-run, and youth-focused nonprofit organization. And they actively work to dismantle the systemic oppression that denies young people their basic public safety. So the youth founders of this organization are Taji Chesimet and Britt Masbach. And they've actually been fighting for racial, racial justice in Portland, Oregon since 2017. And this organization in particular, they hold police accountable for police violence, dismantle racial, generational, and class injustice, and helped overall to create a safe public space where young people can feel welcome, safe, and appreciated. So after hearing about, um, there's a, I'm sure there's many more um, different nonprofit organizations that contribute to this cause of BLM movement. But what do you guys think about um, this movement in general, or have you heard anything specific about it, um, either on social media or in person? Um, I haven't heard about any of. I haven't heard about any of those, but um, the Raising Justice um, youth-founded nonprofit organization is a really cool way. So, like Eloise said, I also haven't heard of these specific, like, movements, but I've seen movements, like, online on social media where people post things, they uh, give awareness to everyone, and I think it's very good how, like, people around the world are openly discussing this topic because it is something that needs to change, It's and it's still happening, so yeah, I think definitely. it's very nice. Yeah. Like Eloise's, um, the event she touched upon was a long time ago, 1989, but it's still, like I said, it's still occurring to this day. So it is um, a cause that we should all be um, working on, whether, whether it be, uh, you know, um, starting our own um, movements, organizations, anything that would help with um, the youth population to support this cause. Um, yes. I just have yeah. I just have um, one more topic um, related to this that I wanted to touch upon, and uh, this is the Stop Asian Hate Movement, um, and more in general, uh, the BIPOC movements that have been happening on on social media, uh, which can be labeled as media activism. So during the COVID nineteen pandemic, uh, we're obviously experiencing a lot of social change and education differently, and I would say that technology is being used to challenge and exit these oppressive systems that have been mentioned, uh, build community digitally, and make change locally to fuel digital civic engagement. And youth are building liberating systems by using their voices on a lot of issues, 
uh, which shaped their lives, such as Black Lives Matter, immigration rights, gun violence, education inequity, and climate justice. So an example of this would be the BIPOC project. And this is a project that aims, their mission is to aim to build an authentic and lasting solidarity among Black, Indigenous, and people of color um, in order to undo native invisibility, anti-Blackness, dismantle white supremacy, and advance racial justice. Um, and another uh, movement that has been seen a lot um, in recent days on social media especially um, is the Stop Asian Hate Movement. So to sum this up quickly, it's basically several anti-Asian violence rallies uh, that have been held across uh, North America in, in general um, in 2021 in response to racism against Asian Americans. So um, the cause of this uh, can be stemmed from the pandemic, which first started in Wuhan, China. And this led to an increased amount of racism against Asians and Asian Americans who have faced a surge of violent attacks, harassment, and hate crimes since the start of the pandemic. And when COVID-19 became a household term almost a year ago, um, the U.S. president, or the then U.S. president, Donald Trump, who labeled it as China's fault or China virus, um, and these terms that he used since then have not only um, caused the virus to become, um, to enlarge, um, or the stigma to enlarge uh, around Asian, around the Asian population. Um, so since then, there's also been a rise in the racially changed incidents in the West, in both the West and online. So um, in response to this, the, the Stop Asian Hate movement was created, and Asian American leaders have been demanding equal voting access, more Asian American history in schools, and other reforms among, amid a surge of racism. And this is all in addition to the um, response to this hate. And in Canada, um, there's an organization called Fight COVID Racism, which has recorded um, hundreds of incidents of anti-Asian racism and xenophobia uh, from March 17th, 2020 to present. And there's a lot of examples of this throughout Canada. Uh, what do you guys think about, uh, similarly to the BLM movement, what do you guys think about the um, Stop Asian Hate movement or any BIPOC movements that you've come across um, online? So yeah, similarly to all of the movements, I think it's very good that people are starting to like, they are listening in and more people are like talking about this and discussing this because again, this is, this problem is like not good and. I totally agree with your opinion. Um, I think this shouldn't be a problem in the first place to be equal, um, no matter who you are, what you're doing like anything it's it's uh it's really great um also i think that um the stop asian hate thing is really um it's a real pity since they stopped they they um donald trump incited this um opinion and how many things aren't real and ignoring and neglecting mm -hmm real problems in the world and it's really um a bad thing to be neglecting these problems since there are real people in danger and uh, like in COVID-19 there are many uh immunosuppressant and elderly people who could get like the variants in COVID um that have been that have been there have been new strains uh this year yeah, definitely. Yeah. Really I think it. I think it's also like ironic because that like 
while COVID is happening, we're all of like the Black lives, like the hate towards different people of different ethnicities is like happening because for example, for COVID, it, it's not because of Asians that like, just because you're Asian doesn't mean you have, it doesn't mean it didn't even like originate from China. Yes. And also, um, I think it also relates to like ethnic stereotypes for like Asians and like um, how um, people like disregard and they always think like, they always picture Asians as like one thing. And then like, once like Trump says um, that like, it's because of Asians that they, they find that that like one false evidence and then they accuse it all on like Asian communities and blame everything on them. Yeah, which yeah, really unfortunate that um, yeah, leader of such a big um, region or North America really um, that would incite that much that amount of hate or violence um, solely because of some false statements that he made. There's a lot of people that look up to um, yeah leaders like that, and it's just unfortunate to see that kind of negative change in the world. Yeah, yeah, and the negative perspective on yeah. yeah and- there are many stereotypes, racial stereotypes, and like race doesn't make you up, nor does like anything you do is just your identity. So I think you should like maybe talking to other people, maybe if you want to hear this, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> you should pick who you want to be. It's um, something that you should learn to love. Um, and um, relating to this, uh, um, somebody else going to introduce their topic. So other than BIPOC activism, as Sophie mentioned, there are other youth activism movements that are relating to gender equality. So one of them was the Youth Activism Project, where around 100 youth activists participated in and were led by a s- group called School Girls Unite. Their goal was to have an International Day of the Girl Child. And this movement was successful in mobilizing the U.S.'s support. Um, and this day, according to the their website, um, it is to help galvanize worldwide enthusiasm for goals to better girls, which provided an opportunity for many girls to take leadership. And since this movement is new, the Girls International Day was celebrated October 11th of 2021. So, um, what is your opinion on this project? And like, yeah. Um, well, personally, I haven't come across as many um, as many of these uh, women's rights or um, yeah, women's or gender equality activism movements than I have um, BIPOC because I think it's kind of. Um, they are fighting towards the same cause with, or similar cause, yeah. right? Um, preserving um, human rights, essentially. But yeah, I think um, it's really important to um, keep supporting that cause in any form we can. Um, I've seen it mostly in, on social media and platforms like that, but I'm sure there's a lot of other mediums that we could um, participate in to support this cause. Yeah. But um, Eloise, what do you think? Um, yeah, I don't, I haven't really experienced much of the world. Um, <laughs> also, like, relating to, like, gender inequality and something about how Alina has said, like, girl power 
um that is like a part of my like life it's just not that big um like here in my life right now but i do think that there shouldn't be there shouldn't be inequality with um your gender so i can add to that so um women have been looked down upon for a very long time and so it was just recently that women started voting and um we still haven't had i don't think there was a president that's like a female we've always had male presidents or prime ministers and um i like how people are taking action now because women could do just as much as men can they are just as strong they're just as capable they shouldn't be looked down upon and they shouldn't be objectified yes yeah which brings me to my second organization which um, is called Our Streets Now, which is a youth movement in the UK, which is um, targeted towards ending sexual harassment for women. Their co-founder was Maya Tutin, and at age 21, she created this um, movement. And um, their uh, goal is to make harassment a criminal offense and change cultures that allow for it to happen. And this movement originally started um, from young women's previous like experiences, they would discuss it. And then it turned into this big movement that's going around in um, the UK. And many women talked about how they don't feel safe walking alone in the streets or like being alone on a train when they come from work. Um, in some countries, women even get sexualized in their uniforms. And in this movement, the petition was signed by 100,000 people on their first day. And yeah, um, so do you, what what are your opinions? And like, do you think um, students at school and people in general should be like educated on this matter? I freaking love it. Oh my gosh. Um, To be able to legalize or like to make into a law that sexual assault, sexual harassment, any sort of any of that um, is to be uh, penalized. It's amazing because there shouldn't be a problem where people are scared to go out like in the day at night to be a girl to to be uh sexualized victimized in any sort of way it shouldn't be a problem yeah yeah i totally agree i agree with that i think it's also um educating people about that is also really important this is another um major change that has to be accomplished right now but um I think education about this is also really important. I haven't seen a lot of it um, yet, but I hope there will be soon um, because education about this topic, um, uh, human rights um, regarding uh, gender equality in women um, is a very relevant topic, especially right now. Yeah, and it's very important because women's ignorance is being normalized. Like I've been scrolling on TikTok, on Instagram. I've seen like stories where like women are being targeted by like older men who tell them to go into their car or they physically touch them and harass them, even though they say no, like their opinion doesn't matter. And I feel like that's not right at all. Yeah, definitely not. If someone says no, you shouldn't do it. Like no matter what gender you are, yeah. It's just not right. That's definitely a lesson that a lot of people have to have yet to learn in our society. But yeah. 
those are just a few examples of different uh, youth activism and movements um, occurring in our society in this day and age. Um, we're going to wrap it up around here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure you guys go check out our Instagram at youthcast.voices and as well as our website um, to learn more about these movements and a bunch of other topics relating um, to youth. So uh, we'll be posting every second Monday. Yeah, we will. Uh, so make sure to tune in for our future podcasts. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.